Good Monday morning, everybody. Welcome to the live stream for the Saltiner Podcast. We're talking House of the Dragon, Episode 5, We Light the Way. Heavy spoilers ahead. We're going to be breaking down this episode step by step, scene by scene, talking about what we liked, what we didn't like, what matches up to the books, and what doesn't match up to the books. Thank you guys all for being here. I see the comments already. You people are amazing for being here this early on a Monday morning. If you're on the East Coast, you're a slacker. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Farnsworth is here. Fluffy Panda. You guys are great. You're here every single week. Love seeing you guys in the comments. Uh, like I said, heavy spoiler alert for this episode. We had a ton of fun watching it last night, and I can't wait to get the opinions of my panel of nerds. Speaking <clears throat> of, we've got Jude is back. Welcome. Oh, hello. hello. Hey, Jude. <laughs> Charles is back again. Hi. How you doing, sir? Very good to be here. Excellent. And last but not least, not, well, I can't talk. Last but not least, <laughs> the producer of the show, Matthew Kadish. Welcome, sir. I have a lot of salt for this episode, so yeah. I'm looking forward to dumping it. Yeah, I gotta I'm, get rid of it. I'm gotta like, because, like I said last week, you know, I've, I've started to watch the show with my wife, and uh, after we turned the 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 show off and we sat down, and got ready for bed, she was like, "That episode wasn't very good, was it?" I'm like, "Nah." <laughs> It's okay. it's got issues. She's like, it felt really rushed. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, that's basically what I took away from it. So I'll mention one thing: the title of the episode. Mm -hmm. That's the motto of House Hightower. Just so you know. Okay, you I figured like as much, considering yeah. the not so subtle elbow rip <laughs> to the you know to the audience at the end of this episode. Yeah. Uh, should we um, tell everyone where Matt Vader is? Uh, well, Matt Vader is hanging out with his wife. They uh, they wanted to have like a little alone time, so they they took the day I off. I mean, it's Matt... nobody's business what he's doing with his wife. Jeez. I'm just gonna say it's just a little bit of alone time. It's fine. It's fine. Everybody <laughs> she's not gonna that. appreciate that. <laughs> well, that's the reason Vader is not with us today. Right. Because hey, we killed so... him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I knocked him off his horse. Yeah. Speaking of, all right. So the episode starts. We've got our we've got our classic, uh, you know, Game of Thrones intro with the the tour through Old Valyria, I believe. So I was mm. we talked a little bit about like what this whole thing means, and uh, I, I think Kadish, you mentioned it was like I think it's the Targaryen bloodline. It's the Targaryen bloodline, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So each family, you can see the bloodline running together, and it, it all kind of stays within the same uh, family tree, which is also weird, but it's you know it's Game of Thrones, so. Mm is what it is um but I'm they don't make pay... it very clear yeah. no they don't i'm, I'm starting to clear. pay more attention to what all the sigils mean and uh, i saw one of them that looked like it might have been rhaenyra's because it had like that that uh three ringed necklace that she got from daemon and I was, I was like oh that must be rhaenyra's like symbol for her and then hmm. it bleeds into uh some other bloodlines but i, I don't know if that would be because they really weren't very specific like at least Martin wasn't very specific in terms of any of the other houses from Valeria, except for House Valerion, mm -hmm. because all the other ones are just like, yeah, they were there. And interestingly enough, the Targaryens weren't even the highest house. They barely made the 40, yeah. the 40 families that were in the freehold, mm -hmm. but they were kind of like middle, they were like middle income, if you will, compared to the higher income other ones who died. So, yeah. Anyway. Just, uh, just one of those things to keep in mind because we're all kind of speculating. <laughs> it was a lot easier to understand the original Game of Thrones show's intro because it has like literally a map of the world. So I'm trying to like trying to piece together what it might mean. But anyway, yeah, uh, this, this show is actually much, much smaller than Game of Thrones in the sense that like you're in King's Landing almost yeah. the entire time, mm -hmm. and that maybe you'll go to Dragonstone. But like yeah. in, in the Game of Thrones series, you know, it was literally like stuff happening all over the map. 
So mm-hmm. like you need you needed that kind of geography to understand you know spatial distancing. I think that this show also has problems with teleportation, but you know <laughs> like like what are you gonna do? Yeah, especially um, in this episode. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> the the king is bouncing back and forth between two two different places. Like, and it's take and it's, it's taking, taking its, its toll. It's taking its toll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure. All right, guys, if you guys are ready, let's start going into this episode. The first yeah, scene we it. get is uh, Damon's wife, who he has described as being less pretty than the sheep in the realm or in the reach. Uh, we get Lady is correct, Lady Royce of Runestone. Uh, she is a um, a skilled huntress and she's on her horseback with her bow and arrow and she's going after some deer and she happens to run into her long lost husband. The, uh, this back and forth, uh, lady Reese or lady Rio Royce. Royce. Yes. Lady Royce, um, has some choice words for her husband. Like he's, she's basically calling like, what are you going to do now? You're like, you finally came back to me, blah, blah, blah. She's just talking mad shit to this guy. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't make any sudden moves. He doesn't look like he's armed at all. He doesn't have a sword on his waist or nothing, but he just has this like intimidating hoodie. He's just like sitting there all emo, like, I don't like you. And, uh, they have this back and forth exchange and, uh, she realizes well, I guess, I don't know, She she's speculating that he is there to kill her, and it kind of makes her freak out a little bit. She reaches for her bow, and by doing so, the horse kind of freaks out. It's not clearly shown whether or not Damon is the one who freaked the horse out. The horse rears back, she falls off, the horse lands on her, breaking her spine. She is now immobilized, laying there on the ground, only able to speak. And uh, he's about to walk away. He's like, oh, well, my job here is done, I guess, and starts to walk away and just leaves her there to die. And she spouts off one last insult. I knew you wouldn't be able to finish it. <laughs> and that, that makes him flip around, grabs a rock. So you, the book nerds uh, in, in, the, in the stream today can, can verify this for me. You want to take watching. this one, Charles? Yeah, yes. you guys want to take this one. <laughs> so, so a couple things. In oh, the book, on, how, how does her death come about in the book, and is it similar to this scene? So a couple things. Uh, the Royces are a major family in the Erie. They're not the they're not the Aarons, but they're pro- they kind of would be what the um, kind of like what the um, God I forgot. Yeah, the um, who are the Dreadfort people? Um, the Boltons would be in the north. Okay, that's kind of what they are, but they're not as evil. But um, going back to that, so <laughs> and this is the thing about the the way this storyline was put in the books it obviously wasn't as fleshed out. So there's a lot of wiggle room that they can put in the show. So Mm -hmm. in the books, when they said, talked about how Rhea Royce died, they said, oh, she was, you know, she fell off a horse, her horse fell on her, and they put in this really specific note that her skull was crushed. Mm -hmm. It's very odd to put that in, that particular thing. They could have just said, oh, she, you know, she fell off her horse or her horse fell on her, but they put her skull was crushed. Mm -hmm. So you don't know. It's like, hmm, that's really odd. Did somebody do that? So they pretty much confirmed in this show. Yeah, there you go. Jedi of Chicago is correct. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you, sir. Oh, while we're on the subject of comments, mm-hmm. uh, Super Chats are available, guys. If you drop them in the comments, we're going to star them and save them for the last 10 minutes of the episode. I forgot to say that during my intro. But, um, yeah, if you if you do drop us a dime, uh, save it. We'll get to it at the very end. We'll have a segment where we just talk about Super Chats. Uh, and another thing, ahead, too, Charles. wanted to add is, as we've seen in Westeros, Tell a friend, tell a phone, tell a raven. 
because Rhea clearly heard what Damon said about her in like the first or second episode about the sheep comments and yeah. how, yeah. So yeah, she wasn't well, he's been saying it for forever. <laughs> and you know what I thought was really interesting about this is like, he's from the beginning of the show, he's described her as being ugly, unattractive, mean, rude. And when we get to see her, I'm like, that's an attractive she, lady. Mm-hmm. Like she's pretty good looking and she's, you know, she's, got a head, she's got a head on her shoulder. You know, she he calls her capable. the bronze bitch. Yeah, it's like so. It just goes, it just goes to show that like maybe it's because like she just doesn't deal with his nonsense. She doesn't put up with him, so he sees her in this ugly light. But the like she's not that bad looking, and she's she's probably a fairly nice person. She was pretty uh pretty cold shoulder to her cousin when he uh, when he greets her. He's like, hey, how you doing? What are you off to do? Rabbits? He's like, dear. And he's like, oh well, that's a worthy opponent or whatever he says. Like, would you care for some company? He's like, no. And she just rides off. So I can and, see. And, he wanted to be alone. And yeah, the look, but the look on, but, but the look on his face, he was kind of just like, okay, he's yeah. used to it. Yeah. <laughs> so she might have a bit of a chip on her shoulder. I mean, wouldn't you be a little sassy if you got married and no one banged you? <laughs> All that pent up sexual energy. Yeah. And now she's not allowed to bang anyone else. My husband's yeah. just out, you know. Yeah. Riding dragons, telling everybody how ugly I am. <laughs> Fluffy Panda has a pretty funny comment about why the horse freaked out. I love that. <laughs> I, I, I like this comment. No, 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 no. That one, it was the one before. She, she, she's not related enough for him. <laughs> that, too. that too. That too. Yeah. Uh, speculation. Damon, Damon smells, smells like dragon. Like dragon. Okay. I, I so think the that the show. Out. I think that the show put this scene in specifically to make it clear that the show thinks that Damon killed Rhea. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not played out like this in the book. So the only reason to put it in, in the show is to make it clear that Damon is playing the game of Thrones and he needed to get rid of his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we, we, we should point out that. So the, the books are told from unreliable narrator sources. So like, it's basically a maester who's interviewing people to piece together the history of, of the Targaryens. And so like the books are very ambiguous. There's a lot of like he said, she said stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas the show, they've come out and said like the show is canon. So like uh, what happened in the show actually happened. And the book yeah. is, is kind of like uh, someone trying to piece together what happened based off of different sources. So yeah, there's a lot there's there's a lot of wiggle room uh, for the, the show to kind of basically come out and say, hey, this is what really happened. Like, for instance, in the book, last episode, we, we saw Renera hook up with Sir, Sir Kristen. Mm-hmm. And in the books, it's never clear what actually happened between them, if they actually ever had sex or whatever. It was speculated in the book that she tried to tempt him to have sex with her. And that's what like caused him to get insulted because she was trying to impugn his honor and stuff like that. So like in the, in the show, they actually showed us like what actually happened. And interesting that you say that because the like kind of you know, piggybacking on what Matt said, they had mainly two specific points of views. You have the maester or the archmaester, and then you had mushroom, the court jester who we haven't the seen yeah. the fool. And it, although and, did, did we see him this episode? Yeah. Matt was, was like, is that mushroom? <laughs> yes. Yes, he did. He was a, he was a midget too. He's a dwarf. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. But the thing is, is that they actually went in the other direction where there was another POV that there was one POV where Damon showed Rhaenyra what to do. Kristen got kind of horrified and like, eh, no, but they actually showed the other thing that they did where Kirsten was like, hey, let's run away together. And mm-hmm. she was just like, uh, but she, I mean, she wasn't as rude as she was in the book about it, but 
I think that what they did add is they confirmed specifically, yes, they did sleep together. Um, but anyways, yeah. Uh, the next scene I want to talk about, it's a little bit out of order, but because it's so isolated within the show, I kind of wanted to get it out of the way so that we could talk about um, Veneris, um traveling and stuff like that. But the next, Vene- one Veneris. of the next scenes, that, I'm sorry, what did I say? King, the king. I think you fused them together. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not 100% today, guys. I'm sorry. I apologize. Fair enough. Um, so the next one of the next scenes I want to talk about was uh, Otto Hightower talking to Alicent uh, right before he leaves King's Landing. There's a very important conversation that happens here between the two of them where basically he kind of calls her out. Like she's like, I don't want you to leave. And he's like, well, you made this happen because you chose Rhaenyra over me. And you you believed her over your own father, and now this is the consequences of your actions. She's he's like now basically you're on your own, so you have to decide what type of person you want to be. I'm not going to be there to guide you anymore. And like on the surface, this is like a really nice father daughter moment where he's no, like, it's I not. love you, I love you. I'm going to leave. I hope you're good. You know, whatever. I'm going to get. I got to get out of here though. This is your fault, by the way. Um, <laughs> but like he's been manipulating her and yeah. putting her in this situation the entire time. Yeah. So I'm like, there's no way you can blame this poor girl for this. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's he's been using her like a pawn. Yeah. And now he's finally live. You know, he's he's de- he's dealing with the consequences. He overplayed his hand. Yeah, he and, did. And- he's been moving her around like a chess piece. And when it didn't go his way, he was like, "Now look what you've done." Yeah, Fuck you yeah. Otto. <laughs> this total bullshit. Lizard. <laughs> <laughs> so like. Like, if you didn't know the character very well, like, if they hadn't done a good job in the previous seasons of, like, establishing what type of person he is, you might think this is, like, a nice heartfelt moment for father-daughter moment or whatever. And he's like, no, he's just being a <laughs> douchebag. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, anyway well, uh, Charles or Cage, uh, you guys have any thoughts? I, I, I will say that Otto is, is someone who understands how the Game of Thrones is played. Mm-hmm. And he, he can see the writing on the wall with if, if Rhaenyra's uh, ascends to the throne and she has children, the first thing she's going to do is kill all of uh, Allison's children. Yeah. Um, because, like, that's the only way to really secure it, especially for a woman. Um, mm. So, like, he, he kind of, he's worried about his daughter, and I think he, he's a little bit bitter that uh, that she was able to basically believe uh, Renera's claims about what happened that night. And Allison, you know, she, she's very isolated, so she wanted to believe her friend. She wanted to believe that she still had a friend with Rhaenyra's. Mm. Um, and and Otto knows that Rhaenyra's is not her friend. But but with Otto gone, Allison is fully isolated. Like she doesn't have anyone that she can confide in. And I think that's one of the reasons why uh, when she discovers that Rhaenyra's was lying to her through Sir Rhaenyra. Kristen Cole. Rhaenyra <laughs> uh, was lying to her through Sir Kristen Cole that... Um, you know, she turns to Sir Kristen to be like, you know, the one person that she can rely on because he never lied to her, even mm-hmm. though like like he for self-preservation, he should have. So she knows that she can trust him no matter what. And well, that, we don't that's like her one lifeline. Well, we don't see that. We, yes, it's not we, fully we did, confirmed. Well, we, we, we did see that, I think. Um, it's we, much later in the episode. Yeah. Also, yeah. Um, I think that um, Alicent has. She's made it clear that she's very alone. She feels very alone, and yeah. she always has. And I think that she felt like Rhaenyra must feel the same way because they used mm. to have each other, and now they don't. So she doesn't have anyone either. I want to be for her what I wish someone would be for me. So mm. she wanted to. She wanted to like believe in her because nobody's ever like really had Allison's back either. And then when it turns out she was totally betrayed by her, then she's like. 
oh, I'm going to fuck this bitch up. <laughs> and and so, and interestingly enough, before I, I don't, you know, I, I don't want to wait for Alex to get to the other scenes, but basically without saying too much before Alex gets to his uh, stuff, this is the first episode where Allison felt like a queen. She yes. hadn't really felt like a queen before that, but towards the latter part of the episode, okay. You kind of had some uh, big energy coming into that room, but I think that she really did want to believe that Rhaenyra was really her friend. And I think, yeah. interestingly enough, in the episodes before that, and even in this episode, by the very, the choices that Rhaenyra made, just even leading up to this episode, even, you kind of see, and that was the thing that Game of Thrones kind of did in many ways when it comes to some of the characters in the earlier seasons. You saw where they would lead, where their downfall. There are certain characters that would change the course, but I think with Rhaenyra, we're seeing who, what kind of ruler she might potentially be. And it's not looking good for her in that mm. regards. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, she had the, the big green energy. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to get to that part. So let's let's move on then. Uh, Charles texted me last night. <laughs> he was like, yes! <laughs> I was like, oh, no! <laughs> I knew you'd appreciate that. So. <laughs> She, she, she looked amazing in that dress. That was she did. Dress. She did. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we get to see the king traveling and his entourage uh, to go see the sea snake um, to basically officially announce that the marriage between his daughter and their son will join the houses together and they will move on to become king and queen. Uh, there, this scene is filled with like just showing how bad the king is as far as health goes like he is not doing well he's getting seasick oh, on the boat yeah. he can barely walk he's coughing he's just down and out and, when rainice uh, goes to grab his hand and, and the face oh, that she makes and it's like not there like he, yeah. he's missing oh. a lot of his hand yeah uh -huh. yeah that was rough um so this scene was interesting and again it just shows like how little people respect this guy i guess they're yeah. not afraid of him in whatsoever because he arrives at this at the castle uh, where the sea snake resides and there's nobody there to greet him like there's just there his son and his like army commander guy or whatever is just in the joffrey in the, is that what you're calling it joffrey yeah army <laughs> commander. joffrey are just like i can't say yeah, that name army thinking. commander guy army yeah. well you know what immediately his i think the relationship, the relationship between these two guys is immediately goes back to braveheart where where <laughs> It's like, and, and what do you do? Well, sir, I know a lot about army movements and strategic tactics. And he's like, oh, yes, come over here by the window and show me. And he just tosses it. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the, minute, his, the minute his dad turned around and was like, and who is this? I was like, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> anyway. What was that guy's name? Simon? Something Simon? like that. Something. Whatever, I don't remember. <laughs> Some dead anyway, no, like... not Simon. <laughs> <laughs> he was the fairest of them all. <laughs> <laughs> tosses his ass out the window. I am on a He's landing for a reason. Um. <laughs> Which is funny because the same thing happens to this dude in this show. Um, but anyway, like they get there and, and nobody's there to greet the king and nobody cares that he's there. They're like, oh, you, I didn't know you were coming. My bad. And like, um, there's something that it really bothers me. And I, so they have the main actress who plays Rhaenyra. She's been the same since episode one, even though it's been years since the show started. I know what you're um, about to say. And this little, the little girl that the king was supposed to marry, like two episodes ago, he goes on a walk with her in like the the King's Landing garden or whatever, and she's like a little nine year old girl. What are you doing? Well, in she's here? twelve. Get out of here. She... Auntie, 
I, I was telling, <laughs> okay. I was telling Jude, it, it's funny that like the actress who plays Rhaenyra, did I pronounce that right? Rhaenyra? Yes. Yeah. You got it right. Uh, looks exactly the same as she did in episode one and all these other characters are being aged up uh, to, to, you know, suit the, the, the time passage. Yeah. And, okay. And but that's, that's what I was going to say. Like Rhaenyra has been the same age <laughs> since episode one, since she's been like 14 or something like that. Now she's yeah. in, you know, late 19, 20, maybe possibly. I mean, but how much and, do you actually change between 14 and like 19 versus mm, how much you change between 11 and 17? That's true. And, and also, we should point out that uh, Joffrey's name is the Knight of Kisses. Joffrey Lonmouth. Yes. Lonmouth or something. Of course. Of course. The Knight of Kisses, yes. <laughs> That's just an, a very unlucky name in Westeros. Just don't so how did it. he get that name? Is there because, any lore uh, in the book? Because he, <laughs> he, he, likes, he likes to kiss people, I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the interesting thing about the scene is, is that, so in the books, uh, Rhaenyra doesn't want to marry Lenor because she knows his predilections <laughs> and uh and and she she's she's like you know I'm basically marrying a gay man and, mm -hmm. and it sucks um and and I, I think it was a little bit more of a hostile uh situation in the books than it was in the show uh which is interesting because uh, you, you know Alex you talked about how the king arrives at Seastone and uh, Lord uh Valerian because you know he got kind of slighted by the king back in King's Landing, he's kind of returning the favor by not greeting him and making him come to the throne room where he's sitting on his throne. Yeah, and He's like, oh, I had such a long journey back from winning that war in the Stepstones that you didn't give us any help for. <laughs> I'm so exhausted, I can't get off my throne. And uh, But the king himself, so like he just had this sea voyage where he, he was seasick and he's not in the best of health to begin with. And you can tell that he can barely stand. They keep asking him, it's like, do you want anything to drink? Do you want to, you know, go to your room and yeah, rest like, for a while? And the king's just like, I chair, just, I, yeah, the, the king's just like, I just want to get this out of the way. And so like he proposes the, the alliance that uh, his new hand, Sir Harry Strong, proposed back during the hunt. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, it, it's kind of interesting to see how uh, Lord Valerian kind of like, prods him he's like i want to know more about this succession that yeah. you have planned you know like, like he, he he's he's not jumping at at this proposal he's making well, the king think, work for it what i think he thinks is going to happen he's like yes i'll agree to this marriage and then immediately as soon as that happens he's married the he's married Rhaenyra off he's going to name his son Aegon as heir and completely cut them out of the equation altogether anyway he's like i need to know that my bloodline is going to be on the Iron Throne. Exactly. Like, that's that's what I my goal is here. That's the only reason why I would allow this marriage to happen. Mm -hmm. And the king, you know, he's like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Rhaenyra is my heir. She will be on the Iron Throne. Well, well, it was your, also your a question of be... the name, right? Yeah, oh, that was yeah, the big yeah. thing. There's the name. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was be? just about to say. I really liked their little back and forth negotiation. Like, I want them to have my name. And the king was like, okay, but just until... They have an heir that gets on the throne. Then that's a, that's going to be a Targaryen. <laughs> yeah, and I, immediately when I heard this conversation go back and forth, I'm like, I don't like the timeline that they're talking about, like their grandchildren's time when they're sitting on the throne. I'm like, neither of these guys are going to be around to make sure that this happens. So it's feel really like it's kind of a moot point to be like, well, I want my name on the Iron Throne. Like, dude, you're going to be long dead. It's and a gentleman's deal. I'm like, I don't think they're going to listen to you. Like, so much things could change by the time that that happens. That it might Rhaenyra, be... Rhaenyra would never let that happen. She'd make sure it was a Targaryen. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. It would be like what happened with um, what happened with Queen Elizabeth, where even though Philip's his last name was Mountbatten, there's still House of Windsor, which is what her house is. So mm -hmm. 
No. Okay. So there's a there's a legacy to it. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Um, yeah, I just, uh, man, I felt bad for the King during this whole sequence. Yeah. Like, they are really going out of their way to show just how out of health he is. Like, they offered him wine. He's like, I don't want any wine. Just, just get this over with. <laughs> Do you have any vitamin C? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and interestingly enough, here's another thing, too. Going just real quick back to what Otto said. Otto pretty much called it. He's like, he's not going to be an old man. He's going to yeah. die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether it's like a couple years, maybe some months, he will not live to be an old man. And he, yeah. he's right. And and in the books, like he he wasn't having all these health problems in the books. He had gout. So he had some. He had some. He had a decent he, amount. He, he had a few, yeah. but like it's not as bad as what they're showing no. in the show. <laughs> also, I feel like the, the show is trying to make it clear that like the chair has done this to him and that's not really how it plays out in the book it's just shit happens and he uh is deteriorating from Mm -hmm. it and then you know um but the show is is trying to make it so like he's not a good king he's a weak king the chair is rejecting him and not only that here's another thing that probably is a problem if he had taken another dragon maybe his health would have been a little better Hmm. he doesn't have a dragon he never took anyone after balerion and And he wrote balerion once yeah. Yeah. So Gotta get be the a man some orange slices. Some orange <laughs> slices. I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other thoughts on that scene before we move on? Mm-mm. Good to go. All right. Cool. Uh, the next scene we get uh, Queen Alicent is in the God's Wood and uh, mm-hmm. she's contemplating her life when a familiar stranger. So we haven't really seen much of this guy, but we saw him during the King's Hunt in episode two, I think, maybe mm-hmm. three. Uh, where he shows up and he he sits down with the ladies and he starts yes. chatting. Some Larry Strong, my new yeah. Larry, Larry Strong, Larry yeah. Strong, and he goes good old Larry full Littlefinger in this episode. <laughs> he is just he's just like hmm, my queen. I wonder what you think of this. <laughs> he's like twirling his mustache in the background, just like I wonder. It's making all the points that we as the audience all see, and Allison just doesn't want to see. And it was just it was a really cool scene. It was a lot of fun. Um, I. I a lot of the things in this episode, I feel like, are they're not very subtle. Like, <laughs> the writing in this episode was not subtle at all. Like, as an audience member, sure. I'm watching this, and, like, this guy just comes out and just blatantly says things. Like, I'm like, okay, A, we have only seen you once, bro. Like, we don't really know who you are, and here you are, one-on-one with the queen, just, like, putting a bug in her ear about all this stuff that you want to happen. And it's just like who is this guy? How is he allowed to be doing this? Like, there's so many unanswered questions for me. I'm like, so I don't know. Can one of you guys explain yes. why this dude so, is allowed to be there so, by himself? So, so here's the interesting thing we've seen in this episode. We saw a much more prominent presence of the, of how strong mm-hmm. basically, because before we'd only really seen the dad, like he's the only one who really spoke and yeah. we kind of saw a little bit of Harwin Strong in the episode where Rhaenyra. That was actually Harwin Strong, who's the person she ran into. Um, okay. I, I thought so, yeah. so he becomes a very like these Strongs become very very prominent going forward. So they could have done maybe a little better, more, more subtler job of introducing them. But that's why you know we're starting to see Harwin. We saw Harwin more prominently in this episode. We saw Laris more prominently in this episode they're setting up characters who are going to have a major impact going forward. Mm-hmm. And I think with Alicent, they're setting up people who will be possible allies. Maybe well, we, we, we also have to point out that uh, this guy's father, Lionel Strong, is the new yes. King. 
And so uh, I'm just going to call him Larry because like, <laughs> it's easier for me. So Larry, you, you know, like he's one of these guys, he's, he's, he's part Tyrion, part Littlefinger. So like he's got like a club foot. And uh, because he can't fight or anything like that, he's kind of like he blends into the background and he observes a lot. Yeah. So he's very politically savvy. And he's more like, uh, you know, he's more like a political player than his brother, who's called the Breakbones. He's like well known for being like a very violent knight. Very and, strong. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and the, the the Strongs are the lords of Harrenhal, basically, which is the cursed castle. And yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and and what, what what's interesting is is that you know it, right now they're they're being set up to align with the queen, but I believe in the books they they actually align with uh, with the Targaryens uh, down the, down the road. So mm. it's kind of interesting to see how Larry's is kind of like uh, poisoning the well against uh, Rhaenyra uh, with Alicent in, in this, mm -hmm. in this uh, episode. And just what to confirm, in, Oh, go ahead. Alex. I was just wondering, I wonder to what end, because you mentioned like their allegiances and I know uh, in the official story in the real story, like all these houses have like separate allegiances for different reasons. I'm really curious as to what his motivation is for trying to turn Allison against Rhaenyra. Is, is it an heir to the throne type thing? Or is the strong well, family... Ch chaos there's... is a ladder, Alex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, and, and always, I... there's always this going on. When there's... Yeah. Um, like, like this, this will continue to go on, too. Like, if there's a brother who uh, the people like more, there'll be a group behind him who's like we got to get rid of that one we're going to kill him we're going to put this one on the throne because we like him more yeah. this is just a thing that always happens and will continue to happen well also that there's a faction within king's landing and i believe uh uh um, lionel strong was a member of this faction back when uh viserys was trying to select a, a a successor and that's that they believe that if a woman takes the throne the realm is going to go to war and so they're trying to maneuver things to basically get the queen to elevate her son to the throne in order to avoid that war um, and, and basically get rid of Rhaenyra's claim. So that, that could be part of it right there where he's trying to poison her against Rhaenyra so that she will do what Otto wanted her to do in the first place, which is get her okay. son on the throne. Okay. And another thing, too, is, um, yeah, you're right, like kind of the divisions between families. But I think also um, when it comes to... I think what, why he's doing it, he sees an opportunity. He's, he knows he's not going to go anywhere in this house. But and just to confirm, his dad, who's now the Hand of the King, he was the Master of Laws before, right? Yes. Correct. Yeah, because he was the only person yep. who gave Viserys any type of sound advice when it came to, he wasn't yes. trying to position himself in power. He wasn't trying to be like, go into business for himself. He said, just marry Aegon and Rhaenyra together and that will solve everything. Um, so he was, he's actually, it seems like the dad is actually a decent dude. Um, his sons, because just to confirm, Harwin and Laris are his sons. They didn't make that clear, but those are both his sons. Um, right. And I think, oh, and here's another thing too. Her, um, Harwin is actually the heir to Heron Hall. So he's the younger, he's the oldest of uh, Lionel's sons or Larry. So that, that, also, that also answered my question as to like, why was he allowed to be there with the queen by himself? Because his father is the hand of the king. Yes. Yeah. So that yeah. grants him access to the Red mm -hmm. Keep and he's basically and living there now. Just and also like Alicent was everywhere when uh, Otto was the hand. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that he's a club foot, nobody sees him as a threat because right. like he, he's not mm -hmm. of good health. Yeah. Yep. All right. Any other comments on that section? Good to go. Well, it, well actually, I think this is this is the first step in the direction of 
uh, Allison realizing, oh, she's not my friend at all. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. I think, and also like who's who's lying to her, who's telling the truth. And I love how you can juxtapose the scene between Larry and and uh, uh, Renera or Allison, I should say, uh, with uh, um, Lord Valerian and his wife. Where she's she's like you know I don't want our son to marry into this because the knives are going to come out yeah and uh, you're going to put us all in danger and uh, the king and Valerian's like nah it'll be fine yeah which is very <laughs> smart of her because I mean obviously she remembers when she had the the Great um well she had the the uh, the the claim to the throne technically it should have gone to her if mm-hmm. if they allowed women on the on the throne and this sent the realm into an uproar yeah. and mm-hmm. ultimately they chose a man so she knows what's coming down the line if they go forward with Rhaenyra uh inheriting the throne yeah. and she like she knows this is going to create war are you sure you want to put our children in the line of this fire and her dad's just like i want my grandbabies on the throne he is so, he's so he's so thirsty for power yeah you yeah. know, and that's and it's funny Which because everyone is in this universe. You see that the people who are so blatantly thirsty, they're the ones who usually fail as well. Mm-hmm. Even the people who want to be wallflowers, but the people who aren't strong enough, the people who are too forward, like even Otto, they always fail because it's just like you got to be subtle about this shit. Man. You mm-hmm. can't just be like, ah, I got to do it. You get you can't be yeah. slobbering all over the Iron Throne. It's ridiculous. You yeah. get a little bit of power, and then you think I'm gonna take some more power, and yeah. then you get caught. <laughs> yep. You end up with a head on your spike. Your head, head on a spike. You guys know what I mean. I know what you meant. Yes. <laughs> yes. End up like Ned. All right. Yes. Uh, so the next scene, we get to we get to see the king's entourage traveling back to King's Landing. Which again, I'm not entirely convinced the king had to travel all the way there just to deliver that message in person. Like he, as the king, should have had them come to him. That just seems like the right thing to do to me, but whatever. That's besides the point. They're traveling back to King's well, Landing. Well, but, but I mean, that that was the point, right? Yeah. Is that Corliss wasn't going to go to him because of, of the previous slight. Yeah. So he had to basically kind of prostrate himself in front of, uh, you know, a lesser house because politically he was in a weaker position. <sighs> this king and is that just goes poor. to show how weak of a king Viserys is yeah. because he mm-hmm. could have given him a royal decree and ordered him yeah. to to come to King's Landing, but he didn't do that because he knew uh, Corliss was going to be like, fuck you, dude. And yeah. that was going to start a war. And he didn't want that. Mm-hmm. So he was like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to be a little bitch and I'm going to go <laughs> show up with my kid and ask him if I can have one of his kids for yeah. my kid. It was a terrible, and, terrible And Allison's... Allison's reaction when the king collapses was priceless. Mm-hmm. She's just Which like, one? Oh, here, oh, here we here we go again. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. first time when he returns oh, to yeah. the Red Keep. You, you know, right. um, actually, actually, one thing I actually just realized, we skipped a section. It was the very, best way to describe it, the very modern conversation that Rhaenyra and her cousin Lenore mm. had. Oh, the, goose, the, goose, the goose, and goose versus the duck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, they, feeling, it was, I'm feeling very ducky today, Charles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like it was, some goose. I, and I, no, I goose is like, greasy. Goose too greasy. I kind of like the fact that it was not. There was not hostility. There was at least some slight familial affection because at one point they grew up in the Red Keep, or at least you know. Corliss's kids. So it was it was yeah. kind of friendly actually. It was actually kind of, you know, very yeah. like decent. And they kind of decided, okay, hey, 
we got to do this Open relationship. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, much. that conversation that Rhaenyra had with uh, Damon a couple episodes ago where he's like, you know, you can marry whoever you want. And then once that's done, you can go off and, and do whatever, you know, it's like nobody cares after that. Mm-hmm. I think that stuck with her. So sure. when she goes yeah. to her cousin and obviously I don't know how she knows, but obviously she knows that he is oriented in a different way. She's like, hey, look, man, I know this is not your ideal situation, but we just do this for political reasons, and then we can just be on our own. And he's like, you're okay with me doing it. I'm okay with you doing it. We're just a business arrangement strictly. And uh, I I think they both have a common idea of like, yeah, this is just strictly our parents making political moves, and we'll we'll do what we have to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, But other than that, we're not really attracted to each other. We're not going to be in love. It's not that type of situation. So, I mean, it was a very fair, very fair conversation for sure. I, I wonder whether or not he knew that she knew that he was gay, and I'm like, whether or not he would try to kind of hide that or maybe be shy about it in front of her. But he was just like, no, I'm good. I like geese. (laughs) I think it's, I think, I think with him, it's kind of a Renly situation because Renly, like, it was an open secret type thing. Yeah. Cause like with Renly, pretty much everyone knew, you know, like all the highborn except Brienne and Uh, and Catelyn and Catelyn. Can we, can we just talk about um, how uh, Lena Valerian is all grown up now and looking pretty darn good. Very comely. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Very, very I, think much, so. I think she's still a teenager. You should watch it. She's yeah, like no. telling that. Down. We'll just move she, she, on. To catch she's, she's, of, she's of legal age in Westeros. Anyway, so. <laughs> in Westeros. Well, she's fifteen. Yeah. She can be bedded. Uh, all right. Kind of gross. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. Her saying. Her saying. I ain't saying. I'm just saying that if Viserys, if Viserys were to go with a walk with her now, he probably wouldn't uh, be so hesitant. Mm-hmm. So. Could he even yeah. finish the walk? That's the problem. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> like, if he would have waited. Could he have finished the walk at this point? I don't know if he would have produced any errors if he would have waited this long. But anyway, um, the next scene we get, Sir Kristen Cole makes his move. So he mm-hmm. comes up to Rhaenyra. He's there on the boats, very romantic. He's like, let's run away together. And Rhaenyra's like, nah. <laughs> like, like, look, I'm man, a, I'm a, you got I'm a, a nice dick, but I don't want to marry you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's And honestly, and, but like, she's like, I, I'm not going to walk away from my my throne my kingdom like i'm the heir i've been spent my i've spent my whole life being like waiting for my father to just give it away and now he's making moves to ensure that he's not going to give it away and and i'm going to inherit this thing that i've always been told i wasn't good enough for and now just because we hooked up yeah you think i'm gonna walk away from it well at this point we don't know we don't know how much time has passed but i'll say this though interestingly enough he does kind of use her words against her in the beginning where he's saying you talked about how, you know, how you feel about this. Obviously, yeah. she's clearly venting, like how you just don't want this, da, 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 you don't want to do this. So let's do that, you know, and that's yeah. very in line with what, you know, from one account in the books, what Kristen kind of, you know, offered her was like, mm-hmm. hey, let's go away together to the free cities. I, you know, I'm able bodied. I could be, you know, I could get us money. We could do this. And interestingly enough, she was like, let's just keep it the way things are, dude. And since she doesn't like turn him down, like go away, she's like, let's just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. His brain breaks, yeah. basically. Well, and he um, just, well yeah. it, it's one of those things where, where like the guy is in love with the girl who has a boyfriend. And he, he's <laughs> like, hey, commit to me. 
and leave the, the, the other guy behind because you don't really like him that much because you're sleeping with me. And she's like, uh, I kind of like things the way they are. You yeah. know? <laughs> and, um, and, and he doesn't like that. Go ahead, Jude. Charles, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the book, isn't it more like he thinks that she's in danger and wants to like protect her and take her away? It wasn't a romantic gesture in the book. Right? No, it was, it was romantic. Was it? It was okay. romantic. Okay, yeah, but, I don't remember I, that. But I know that both accounts in the book, in both accounts in the book, I don't think they'd slept together in the books. Correct. Like he was, that he, was my I think, take. I, and I, because I think what happened is that he'd rejected her and then he came back like, hey, you know, kind of like Johnny come lately or Kristen come lately and be like, <laughs> you know, let's, let's do this. Let's get out of here. And, you know, yeah. <sighs> Poor Kristen Cole. Yeah. Like, I was rooting no, for him. Fuck that guy in a minute. Yeah, I was, like, no, I, was, well. I was rooting for him for the first four episodes of the show. I was rooting for Kristen Cole. I was like, that guy's freaking cool. He's got it on, you know, he's got a head on his shoulder. He's a he's a noble knight. And then this episode, I was like, oh, bro. <laughs> like, well, what are you well, doing? He, he, he feels like he dishonored himself because he broke his vows, and so yeah. he's desperate to kind of recapture that honor that he felt uh, she she stole from him. Basically, uh, yeah. Joker and, just and had a really funny comment. He's so <laughs> God, what does it say? He's Cole is that simp for an OnlyFans girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding, huh? Well, the thing, the, th the thing, the mistake that Kristen Cole made was that he fell in love. That was the mistake he made because all these Kings Guard, they all got their little mistresses on the side. This is mm -hmm. another, yeah. this is this is not a thing. This is just you got to keep it quiet. You just don't catch feelings. He caught feelings for the Queen. That was or soon to be Princess, whatever were the heir and that was the mistake he made and then he's now blaming her when it's just like dude you're a willing participant you took off the armor too so mm -hmm. yeah and speaking of Kristen cole and getting his <laughs> honor back i know i saw the comment too uh, <laughs> he goes back to king's landing he's getting ready to get off his shift and the guy's like uh, you know some some messenger walks up he's like sir you've been summoned and he's like i just left like who why <laughs> it's like no by the queen and he's like oh shit Ooh. and he goes back to the queen and uh, they have a conversation a very frank conversation the queen wants truth about what's happened uh with damon <laughs> and rhaenyra and kristen cole's like no they never banged but we totally did yeah. she's <laughs> like i just would like somebody's like i totally did it he he's like crying he's like i couldn't hold it in anymore I'm just on my, it. I'll, my I'll, white I'll cloak leave. is stayed yeah he, he he seems like a bit dramatic when it comes oh, yeah. to like his, yeah. his honor he well knows. well if, if you look at that scene he thinks that she already knows yeah. Right, because, yeah. because the way the way she she's phrasing things, she's thinking it's Damon and and uh, Rhaenyra, uh, and yeah. then there's and Kristen Cole's like, oh, she knows about me and and the princess, mm -hmm. and so like he he basically just admits to it instead of yeah. like trying to like He's wiggle like, out of it. Please just behead me. Yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah, dude. don't don't cut off my dick. <laughs> yeah. Don't know, cut off my dick. Don't torture that, me. Just that's me. hilarious that y'all are crazy. I would rather be beheaded than to lose my penis. Okay. Yeah. Okay, buddy. All 100%. right. And, so, and, and, and that's the thing. He was, he was, he just, he gave up the game. And it was interesting because I think even though Rhaenyra technically didn't lie to her, not fully about Damon, she still kind of lied to her. You know, mm -hmm. it's just about what she lied yeah. about. You know, well, so well, still you know, she, she said she was still a, a virgin, right? A maiden. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. she said Damon never touched me, which, which is, is also lie. not true. But also, like, fuck off, don't slut shame. 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean you fuck off. I don't mean you fuck off. I mean but her... Westeros fuck off. Yeah. Well, you know how it is back then, and that you know. Sure. I, here's the thing I appreciate um, with this show. They don't try to drag it into modern sensibilities. They keep it in the medieval setting yeah. and the patriarchal society that it's supposed to be, which makes more sense. Yeah. Unlike other sure. shows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not We're so not talking forward. about rings of power today, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> but, but 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 this is actually the scene where you can see Allison um, uh, basically, like she realizes that Rhaenyra lied to her, mm-hmm. and, and and she's shattered by it. Yes. And and and, and th- this this is the scene where she makes that flip where she's like, okay, yeah. I need to I need to do what Daddy told me to and start playing the game. Yeah. The old man was right. The old yep, man, the old was, man right. was right. <laughs> Yeah, she's she's starting to realize that she needs to uh, she needs to step up and not she's come, start flexing. Yeah. She's yeah. come too far now to not be playing the Game of Thrones. Yeah, she can't just yeah. be like, oh, that's my friend. I just want my friend back. It's too late. Well, it, we've come yeah. too far. Yeah. Can we also shout out all the pornography on the walls in her room? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, she's not getting pleasure like from wall her husband. Wall to wall <laughs> pornography in there, you know. Not getting pleasure from the husband. Might as well get it from somewhere. I want to yeah. get the I want to get the scene from uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where he's talking about the tapestries. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and just plug that in here. The tapestries. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So the next scene, we get a, a little back and forth between the hand of the king and the king himself. He's basically dying, and they're just medicating him to make him comfortable at this point. We get to see his arm. His arm is completely covered in whatever disease that was. Like that, a, is. that was like a stab that was those on it. Leeches, that, was a pul- that was a poltis. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought those were leeches, but okay. All right. Well, they did. They I, did. Oh, have you guys noticed? But I don't noticed... think they put something over leeches, so I think they did try a poultice. Mm-hmm. Have you guys noticed the subtle hints that the Grand Maester is kind of working against the king? And like his his minions, like the younger maesters that are with the Grand Maester, are like, Sir, I have a tincture filled with oils that nope. will do much more help than <laughs> mm-hmm. these leeches. And the maester's like, No, give them the leeches. The king always finds comfort in them. And I'm like, So is the Grand Maester actively working against the king's health? And, or is he just stubborn? Grand Maester. There's that's you. He there's killed his wife. Also, well, there's also an underlying theory that is it's in the books that mm. um, there's a certain group of people that think that Alicent has been poisoning the king. It's Ooh. it's not it's neither proved or disproved. But um, there's always like these rumors that come through the kingdom. They're such gossips. Um, mm. But that is one theory about why oh, he's failing. The, also, the thing about Viserys' arm. So like that's the arm that you know the throne cut and he lost his two fingers and basically the infection spreading up his arm, mm-hmm. yeah. which is why like like uh, he he's always sick and weak, and uh, so like that like me, me and Jude were both wondering like what the hell is on his arm? It would have been nice. This, this show is really bad at explaining stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like it would have been nice if like the maester had had just kind of said like okay this is what we're doing and it's not working and blah 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 you know like it, it was very strange. Yeah, it yeah. was weird how they said we're just gonna do leeches. Like we're not going to do that poultice, and then when they show his arm, it totally looks like there's a poultice like I, covering his I, arm. So I, I don't know. Also, it looked like his skin was was rotting off. Go ahead. Okay, I'll read this here. Uh, There's also the Grand Maester conspiracy that they were the ones who poisoned the dragons over time. Oh, we're not there yet. Yes, we're not there. Let's not get there. Let's not get there. That's way far in advance. Yes. (laughs) Spoiler alert. 
But and anyway, that's true. Uh, the, uh, somebody the conversation that they have together was very interesting mm -hmm. because um, the king, I think he kind of sees himself as weak. He's like, I have, I've been a weak king. I, I've, I've never conquered anybody. I've never been to war. I've never done any of this. And the hand is like, well, you know, some would consider that a success. Like, you'd rather live within peaceful times than live a, a very brutal and, and disturbing life but have songs written about you later. Like, mm -hmm. there's a give and take with this. And, you know, he's trying to comfort the king, which I think he makes a good point. You know, you can live an entire lifespan in complete peace, no wartime whatsoever, and be a good king and just not be remembered for it. Like, that's, I mean, it's a bummer for your legacy, but... I understood problem, his point. I think I think they made a good point. The problem with the problem with Viserys is that he's like in in avoiding conflict. He's inviting all this conflict and he's inviting all these future problems to come. Yeah, and future problem. problems. Yeah, yeah. So, but he's just so been so wishy washy not, by yeah. not addressing them in the moment and causing strife. He's just passing it. He's kicking the can down the road. Essentially, he's also really bad at making decisions. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, and and I think another thing too is. I can see why he wouldn't just marry Rhaenyra to, you know, Damon. For starters, it's his brother, and that's weird. Even that's with what Targaryen. Even with Targaryen, even with Targaryens, that's weird. I think just because he knows how Damon is, and he thinks and he sees that uh, he shouldn't be anywhere near the Iron Throne for obvious reasons. So he yeah. probably is thinking that as well. But I mean, he probably should have just gone with either. He should. He should have just gone with marrying Rhaenyra to Aegon. That would have made more sense too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that would solve a multitude of problems. You yes. should just task da Damon with uh, conquering Dorne or something, just to get him out of the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Are you guys ready to move on to the big yep. wedding? Yes. <laughs> all right. So it's actually, it's actually not a wedding. It's a wedding reception. <laughs> a wedding reception. <laughs> the the time warp takes place, and people magically get to King's Landing within a day of, of things beforehand. Of course, everybody sure. teleports to King's Landing, uh, and we're having a wedding reception. The big announcement that Rhaenyra is going to marry uh, uh, the son of the Sea Snake. I, I, I say that because I can never remember how to say his name. Lenor. Lenor Valerian. Lenor Valerian. Um, and then they have the big reception. Everybody's there. The queen's missing for some reason, which is interesting to begin with. And everybody's like, "Where's the queen?" Oh well, don't worry about it. We're just gonna. Well, go well, that, and... that's why women don't run wars. Oh, that's right. Oh, According that to Jason Lannister. Lannister. Jason Lannister. <laughs> and also Steps to confirm it. And also just to confirm it, um, this reception was supposed to kick off like a week long. A week, of like, yeah. A week Seven of, days of, of yeah. tournaments and feasting. Yeah. Then the wedding. The end of this episode is the thing I have the most salt for because yeah. I felt it was so poorly handled. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we, we can just talk about it. So the, the queen does show up and she's in her all green gown. Mm -hmm. And for those book readers, you knew exactly what this meant the minute yes. she showed up on screen. But because the showrunners have no faith in the audience, they had to have a scene where somebody goes, hey, did you know that green <laughs> signifies that she's calling her bannerman? Like they just the most unsubtle way possible. Like they could they have hinted like, it. Psst. Yeah, <laughs> look at this, guys! Like it was so stupid. Like I just kind of like it was like, too much. I, I was the same way because I was just like, yes, yes. And then they showed, and just let you know, the Strong Brothers. Yeah. So they showed Laris, quote quote, you know, budget Littlefinger, and then they showed Harwin, kind of discussing. Yeah. They one discussed 
you know what yeah it was it was too i was kind of annoyed too i was like i i'm i much rather would have seen like maybe an episode or two ago just a conversation between allison and her father like some conversation about how the color of green signifies that we're going to war like just a slight little 30 second dialogue moment or if otto had been like when you're ready to start playing the game Put on that green dress. Or when your mother's like, green yeah. dress. Yeah. yeah. Wear your yeah. mother's. Yeah. When you're, yeah. if you're in danger, wear your mother's green dress. Put out the bat Like just, like have it be an episode or two ago, so that way when it happens in this episode, the audience is already like, oh shit, she's wearing mm-hmm. the green dress. Game mm-hmm. on. But no, that dress was, was just, fire. It was dope. And I'll tell you this: <laughs> this scene, this is where Allison felt like a queen, and you could tell. Yeah. Any affection she had for Rhaenyra was dead. The way she said, "So and so stepdaughter." I was like, "Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah." <laughs> that was ice cold, yeah. man. Ice well, well, do you guys, do you guys know the actress who plays Allison, Emily Carey? She also played the young Wonder Woman in the movies. No, oh, really? Gal Gadot. Yeah, she was. She was young Diana. Oh, no way. The one that does like okay. the running through the Olympic thing. That's cool. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Right on. Good to know. Um. Okay. So. <laughs> Here's another. This is another thing. Hulk in time, go green. Um, <laughs> here's another thing that irritated me about this scene with the wedding or wedding reception. Um, Damon shows up, and nobody says anything. Like, bro, the last time we saw you, you literally got banned from King's Landing because you tried to poke your dick into your niece's freaking, you know, whatever. And it was the like King banished him again. Banished him, <laughs> and he just comes yeah. back, and there's no and weak ass Viserys is just like give him a chair. No I consequences. Make a thing out of I was it. Like, well, what? How did he even get in? Didn't you tell people, hey, dude, come on? Yeah, or was he wearing that? Yeah. He was wearing that hood of this. Oh like, yeah, I fooled everyone. Oh, I, fooled... <laughs> <laughs> I took my white yeah. wig he off. He was like, just... I'm a lowly wizard, sir. I've come <laughs> for the reception. I mean, my my guess was because he was Corliss's ally in the Stepstones that mm. he was a guest of. Of the, of the Valerians. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you're right. I wish they would have said that then. Yeah, it would have been yeah. nice if they had made <laughs> that. He's an honored guest. Like, like the writing of this episode, they do no setup, no build yeah. up to anything. Like, like the, okay, the scene yeah. where everyone's on the floor and dancing, and you see like all the different factions kind of like you know uh, politically maneuvering and and having talks. Like that was cool. I really enjoyed that scene. But like ultimately, none of that stuff matters because like they didn't bother to set up the important shit or show the fallout of it yeah so Mm -hmm. like it was a very poorly written episode i thought and and it's Mm -hmm. been like that this throughout the season like when valerian come or uh um comes in on sea smoke during the the final stepstone battle you're like who the hell is that guy yeah where did that dragon come from like like there's a lot of stuff that the the show just kind of assumes yeah yeah Yeah. like like, for instance like that that scene where uh renera runs into um Lord Strong in, in the streets of King's Landing and he's got like his helmet on he's a member of the Gold Cloaks the City Watch yeah. and, and 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 she says his name but they don't make it clear who that is because like mm-hmm. if you're not paying attention he's got his helmet on if you're not paying attention you don't know who that guy is yeah, yeah and no. that's what's so unbalanced about the writing for this show is that in in they're assuming that you know a lot and also they're they're doing that you know what that means right yeah. no okay we'll tell you yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, 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 yeah, you're right. It's giving you yeah. so much that you, I don't know, like I would have preferred a little more mystery there. Mm-hmm. Um, and also at the same time, they're not giving you enough in other areas. Yeah. It's, you're, like, you're it's also, really unbalanced. Yeah, you're absolutely Charles, right about. Oh, go on. There, there's a scene during the wedding reception. It's not actually a wedding. It's like a, a feast. 
Um, but uh, there's a, a scene there. It's a pretty thorny feast. Yeah, where where Joffrey kind of like figures out that Sir Kristen is uh, yes. is a simp is a simp for uh, the the princess, yeah. and he goes up. He's like, "You're a simp. I'm a simp. Let's be simps together." Yeah, he kind of lets like it Wonder slip. Twins unite, and Kristen Cole <laughs> like he overplayed no. his hand. That's and, and, Joffrey and, overplayed and, his hand. And basically, there's there's a scene where all of a sudden during the dancing, there's this commotion. And it turns out mm. Sir Kristen loses it, and and ends up killing Joffrey. Um, w- w- was that was that in the the books? Because I thought that there was a tournament where uh, Sir Kristen killed um, Joffrey, yes. as opposed That's to it a, being yeah. at a feast. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why they didn't do it that way. That would have been so much better. Immediately, budget. as soon as the reveal happens, like there's like a mosh pit going on in the middle of this feast, and and the one first thing that goes on through my head is like, where's the freaking Kingsguard? Yeah, and why are they breaking this yeah. up? This made like, no sense. There's literally an establishing shot of the entire area, and you can see the commotion in the middle, and there's like nine or ten Kingsguard all the way around not doing anything. Actually, and I was yeah. like, Actually, also, Kristen Cole just beat a man to death. He crushed his face, and there's no blood on him. Yeah, there's no blood. Well, well, also, a, apparently, there, there's no consequence for murder. In yeah, this yeah. Too. Especially, especially in front of the king. Yeah, yeah, right in front of the king, at a feast, Sir Kristen Cole beats the living hell out of... Beats a man sense. to death in front of hundreds of witnesses and he just goes about his business at the end of this scene. And I'm just like, what? Th- that doesn't make any sense. Like this, this, this part of the episode was so poorly written. It was very it was badly. No and the jump cut and the jump cuts were bad too, in terms yeah. of just even the beating. Yeah. And, and also like, so after the, the murder happens, basically Viserys decides, okay, I don't want to wait and for anything else to go wrong. We're going to yeah. do a shotgun wedding right now. Yeah. Uh, but they don't explain that until you get yeah. to the behind the scenes thing where like the, the show creators are like, oh, this is what happened. And I was like, it would have been nice if you had made that clear in the episode because yeah. like, like the, the ending of this episode was almost nonsensical. Like you couldn't yeah. understand what the hell was happening. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. And, and, right. and the fact that you guys are telling me that in the book, he kills him during a tournament, which would have been able to cover up a murder. Like if you're going to kill somebody, oh, do it during a mm-hmm. tournament and make it look like an accident. That would have been perfect. Here's Why another thing they... too. Yeah, go ahead. Here's another big thing that would have. Oh my god! Because now that you guys are pointing this out, I'm like, yeah, you're actually right. Because <laughs> in that tournament, in this, <sighs> okay, in this tournament, <laughs> Charles Chris... is broken. Yeah. <laughs> Not as bad as Kristen Cole, but in the tournament. Basically, that's where we really see Kristen's allegiance switch to Alicent, where mm. he initially would wearing he would have worn Rhaenyra's flavor, but he wore green. He wore a green whatever on his thing to show his like that. Oh, it would have been so that much. Been so I cool. didn't catch sense. that. Yes, and he didn't do that, and that would have made so much more sense. Like it, it was just yeah, right. It was just rushed, poorly done. Yeah, and even just going good. back. To, and going back to Harwin Strong, you're right. The only time we'd seen him, we saw him during the King's Hunt. He didn't say anything, or maybe said one thing. And then we saw him again when he caught Rhaenyra, and you didn't know who he was. Like, who's this guy? And then we see him again. And then I guess the king trusts him because when he was going to get Rhaenyra, he kind of he kind of king give, gives him a look, and he starts starts throwing bows and throwing bodies out of the way to get Rhaenyra out of there. Yeah. But we didn't really know who he was until this episode where they were like focus a little well, more well, on well, also the the character the breakbone character plays a big role with Renera in the future <laughs> uh, yes. and, and i feel like they haven't set that up at all no yeah not at all yep not at all and uh real quick going back just a little bit during this scene uh Rhaenyra and damon start dancing on the floor together and they have this like 
<laughs> just kind of forgot. <laughs> where's that? Where's that? No, no, no. There's some, there's, <laughs> Pull that there's some, out. <laughs> there was something else that they foreshadowed. I didn't even think about that, but that's true. Yeah. They did. Um, but this this back and forth between Rhaenyra and and Damon on the dance floor where they're talking to each other and they're like, oh, you know, why don't you just marry me and take me instead if you don't, you know, you just killed your wife, yada yada, whatever the conversation she's was. She's such were, a little shit talker. Oh yeah, she's super super shitty. Um, he likes that. And then there's a there, it cuts. I like the way this was edited because it cuts to um, the king looking at this happening and then it cuts to them dancing and they kind of get lost in the crowd a little bit and then it cuts back to the king and he's just like, what is he doing? And then you see Damon grab her face mm -hmm. and like almost look mm -hmm. like they're starting to kiss. And I'm like, yes. why is everybody letting this happen? Mm -hmm. I <laughs> they also have. <clears throat> I didn't get kiss. I got he was grabbing her face as like a power move. Like, listen, you mm -hmm. little bitch. Oh, really? I thought that was well, like they were going to start. Well, making it, out. it was funny be be because their conversation in High Valerian was basically like, like uh, Damon's like, "Oh, I'm single now," and she's like, "Oh, now you want to fuck me?" And it's like, yeah. "That's not going to happen." <laughs> and he's like, he "He's like, oh, it'll happen," you know. So. God, man, these freaking Targaryens yeah. are so weird. <laughs> but, but, but what's funny is, is is that right after you know, um, Rhaenyra uh, rejects him, um, Damon starts making the eyes at uh, at young lady Lena. Uh, because uh, she's looking a lot older than eleven, uh, and I think in the next episode they're just going to jump to what we know happens between those two, uh, which I thought was kind of weird. I would have liked to see more setup uh, for that. Th this this episode was really good at establishing stuff, but not very good at setting stuff up, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. especially for stuff that that's coming down the line. And it was really annoying to me because yeah. I really like I like the dance scene, but at the same time I'm like they're basically skipping over a bunch of really necessary exposition and setup yes. that, yeah. that, that we need going forward. Yeah. Which was, I, I mean, and, and knowing what's going to happen in the next episode, we're gonna have like a 10 year jump for the next episode. It really frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. It really all frustrates new actors. Me. Yeah. Everybody's going to be brand new actors, all that stuff. They're literally time jumping 10 years or so. And it's that, that really irritated me because like, there's so much that needed to be said and it felt like they were just rushing to put the chess pieces where they needed to be instead of explaining how they got there. They're just like, oh, uh, Kristen Cole's here, Rainier's there, Damon's over here floating around somewhere, and they just like rushed everything. And at the very end of this episode, um, you know, we get the shotgun wedding, which again, they didn't explain. They just kind of, they hoped that you understood what was happening. I got it. Like, I was like, okay, so they just pushed mm -hmm. the wedding really, you know, they, they cut the wedding forward to, instead of doing it in seven days, they did it now just to avoid any more toil. Well, what, but, you know, when, and the, when, and Viserys Viserys, again. <laughs> when, when Viserys was, was doing his like big speech before the queen and queen entered, he was like, you know, we have this feast, we're going to have a week long tournament and then we're going to have the, the Royal wedding. And I was like, Oh, that tournament's where like, you know, you know, uh, Joffrey's going to die and like all this other stuff. And they were like, just like, nope, we're just going to cut right to the chase. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's time for the episode to end. Just kill yeah, them. And, and, and yeah, I think even, and, and I think even <laughs> what they could have done is they could have at least teased. So you're absolutely right. There's so many things that they could have done and set up. Like you could have actually made this two episodes in many, many ways where it's like, mm -hmm. you have some stuff happen here and then you have like maybe the wedding happens in another episode in the tournament, or you have the oh, tournament should, happen in this episode in this. Yeah. We should also point out Charles that this is episode five. So it's the midpoint of the season. So there yeah. are five more episodes to go after this one. So they needed to hit that, that midpoint uh, mm -hmm. of the story structure. And, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, we, we, we see Kristen Cole be like, he basically murdered Joffrey because like, 
he's he's so conflicted about like his his lack of honor and and you know what uh, Renera did to him. So he goes to the Godwood to commit seppuku. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and right before he stabs himself, uh, Allison shows up and stops him. And this is the beginning of the switch of, of allegiances for him because mm-hmm. Allison's actually the one who you know kind of like cares for him and is going to restore his honor. And um, it, it was just kind of interesting. The final image of this episode was the pool of blood of Joffrey's blood with a rat uh, eating it as the king collapses. Yeah, uh, it was a very striking image. It was a nice image uh, for a lot of for a lot of reasons. And I so think what, uh, j- what does the rat signify? Is there something some more meaning behind the rat, or is it just? Yes, I don't want to say too much. I don't. It's yeah, it would give away too much to say. Anything, oh, okay. It's, okay. It's wow. very very significant. Let's just say that. Like okay. when they- he brought it. He brought it up. I was like, oh, that scene represents two characters that are coming. Yeah. Okay. That are not here yet. Oh, okay. Interesting. And uh, just to mention, like the king falling over during the ceremony, um, if you guys notice, it was a, it was a subtle thing. You might have missed it, but like when he fell, his crown fell off his head and like yeah. rolled away from him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yes. man, like he is done. But he'll last another ten years, and nothing yep. will happen. Yep. Nothing of significance <laughs> will happen between now and ten years from now. Trust us, it'll be fine. Is it a ten year jump? Do we it's know that for sure? Okay. Oh yeah, because at this point, I think um, Air. I almost said Aragorn for some reason. Aegon, Aegon, <laughs> Helena, and, and Aemon. And this is a weird thing. They haven't named what her daughter, that's weird, but whatever. So her three kids, basically Allison's three kids are going to be like teenagers now at this point. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's, it's also funny because in the trailer for the next week's episode, uh, they make a big deal pointing out that Rhaenyra's babies don't look anything like Lenor. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, your babies are white. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> but that's in the books. <laughs> it is, it is, it well, is. In, in the books, it, it's a different hair color. Yeah. But in, in the in the show, it's like none of these babies are mixed race. Oh, so I it's don't like know. it's obvious that they're not. Think, do you think that that's why they did that with the casting? Yes. I don't know. Okay. Well, I think I think the reason why their kids are not mixed is because of the casting. So they had to they had to signify that they are not his kids somehow. But my question is, do you think that they cast that specifically because that's a thing that's a big deal in the books, and that the whole realm is like those kids are not Lanors. Well, that well, they just want to make sure that the kids don't look weak. Let's just say that they're the opposite. Yeah, (laughs) there's that that one kid that we see in the trailer who like straight looks like an albino. Like he is yeah. pale. Oh, 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 oh that's he, that's Aegon. That's he's, Aegon. He's, yeah, he's oh, that's Aegon? oldest, yeah. oldest son. That's yeah. A, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think they, what they did is they showed two things in the trailer. I mean, the trailer's out, so we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. But they showed Aegon when he was fighting one of I think Rhaenyra's kids in the yard, and then they also I think they showed Aemond with could be Vagar. I think it's Vagar. That's okay. what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all right. All right, guys, that's it for the episode. Uh, uh, right now, we'll do Super Chat. So if you want to drop us a dime, uh, we'll we'll uh, mention your comment here. We'll talk about it. Uh, but until that happens, I want to get everybody's final thoughts. For me personally, this is a very weak episode. A lot mm. happens, but it's so rushed and poorly done, and it just felt... It felt really like it left a lot of uh, left a lot on the table that I wanted to see. And um, I, I feel like they're just in such a hurry to get to the next step, to get to that point where they can mm-hmm. switch the actors out and move the story along. Like, I understand a majority of the action is going to come later once the war actually starts, but this setup is very important to that. For us as an audience member, especially for somebody like me who hasn't read the books, 
I need to know where all these chess pieces are on the table before we get into the war. Otherwise, I'm just going to be confused and I'm not going to care. And I feel like they're just pushing, they're rushing this whole thing through. I thought this was probably the worst episode of this season so far, just because of how bad the setup was for this like final ending at the wedding ceremony. Um, but that's just my opinion. Uh, what do you get, Jude? Give us your thoughts on this episode. Um, I've been irritated with the last couple of episodes just because mm. of the changes from from the book. Um, mm. I hated how um, the relationship between Kristen Cole and um, Damon and Rhaenyra, that whole love triangle. I hated the way it played out. It was much more interesting mm -hmm. in the book. Um, and also uh, the the death scene. I don't understand why they did it that way. It would have been so much cooler if they had stayed um, more true to what they did in the book. Mm -hmm. I assume Probably it was a budget thing. Reasons, yeah. yeah um, but I, I feel like this episode was very forced. It, it was just pushing through the storyline in order to get to that time jump. Um, and I guess that's just a thing you have to do when you have so many, a finite number of episodes to uh, to get through where you want to get to a certain point. So uh, I'm just going to say that this is probably just that episode where they needed to do that and hope that the rest of the season is pretty strong. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Charles, final thoughts on this episode? I um, I liked it a lot more before this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now that i'm but now that i'm really thinking about because i think i only you guys watch it twice i think i only watched it once um but i just in hindsight you're absolutely right like there was there were good things in this episode but i think overall structure wise there are better ways they could have gotten there like there was some good symbolism but there was like for instance when they kind of just hint hint here's what green means um yeah there could have been a better way to really kind of subtly show the formation of the greens. Um, I like that Allison again, finally felt like a queen. Her entrance mm -hmm. was fantastic, but I felt that that moment was squandered because one, they had this, and you're right. You're absolutely right. Jude, where it's like some moments they don't explain enough. Other moments, they just hit you over the head with it. We're just like, okay, that was too much. You need to pull back. Give us some, give us some credit. Um, I did feel it was kind of a weak episode in hindsight. Um, and I felt that um, there's they didn't really properly set up the factions the way they should have before this time jump. They didn't do it properly. They could have done it. And it was, I think, ultimately, hopefully they'll still be able to recover once they do the time jump. But I thought that narratively wise, that's such an important aspect of the Dance of the Dragons. And it, it, we, we only saw the color and I, I felt that that was just weak sauce in how many ways that they did. And I felt that aside from just how they could have better done the Kirsten Cole, Greenera, Damon setup, they also didn't set up properly what happened with Harwin Strong what's going to happen with Harwin Strong as a character, mm -hmm. given his importance and, or even just the Strongs as a whole. Um, they're too busy with Jason Lannister making his bad quips. <laughs> so um, <laughs> that's my thought. I, I, I agree. In hindsight, it was a weak episode. It's probably the weakest of the five that we've seen so far. Okay. Uh, Matthew Kadish, final thoughts, bud? Yeah, I, I agree with everyone else. This is the weakest episode yet. I feel like, you know, the premiere started off really strong and then it just kind of went steadily downhill with each episode. Um, it's still, it's like pizza. It's kind of like, bad pizza is still pizza, you know, so bad Game of Thrones is still Game of Thrones, except for season eight. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, so, so like, like that's a poison this, pizza. <laughs> this, this show does enough right to keep you engaged, but it also yes. keeps 
making more and more mistakes that like piss you off. Mm -hmm. And, and I would agree that like the time we spent with um, J Jason Lannister making a fool of him would have been better spent showing a developing relationship between Harwin Breakbone Strong and the princess, because there is like a big, you know, kind of like story between those two. And I feel like Breakbones hasn't been established as, as a character yet. Whereas his brother who doesn't play as big of a role is getting a lot of screen time. Um, so th there was so much stuff, especially at the end of this episode that needed a little bit of, of setup, a little bit of exposition to make clear. And it just wasn't there. And like Jude and I, like, as soon as the episode ended, we were like, Did, do you know what happened? And we're like, <laughs> no, I have no idea what happened. Um, so like, uh, you know, leaving the audience confused is, is never a, a sign of good storytelling. Yeah. So, uh, the show, and, and I also think that there's going to be a, a an issue where in the next episode, so there's a 10 year time gap and Renera and Alicent are played by different actresses. And I think that people have gotten used to the current actresses who play these roles, especially the girl who plays Allison, like she's been killing it. Um, and so like, you know, we form an attachment to them as an audience and now all of a sudden we're switching it up and we know that they're the same characters, but they're different actresses. And so like, we're like, wait, we're, we're starting over essentially yeah. with these characters and it's going to be a, a bit jarring i think and i'll be interested to see like if they can pull it off because switching switching up a actors mid-season is is a very bold move we'll, we'll see if it, if it works out for them i'm on board with that move though because it's it's kind of subtle in the book but there's a, a, an additional rivalry between Alicent and uh Rhaenyra because Alicent um as she aged she continues to be beautiful and Alicent as she's aging the realm is just like oh she's not really uh, she's letting herself go and no, no, that, that was <laughs> Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra was was the one letting herself go what did I say you said Alicent sorry I met Rhaenyra yeah um Alicent has continued to be beautiful whereas Rhaenyra the realm thinks that she's uh she's letting herself go yeah, and she, she and doesn't drop the baby a, weight and stuff it like kind that. of a Affects how the realm sees her and mm -hmm. I feel like it was a it was they were either gonna have to like put a bunch of layers on top of the the actor who was playing uh Rhaenyra or they were gonna switch actors which I think was a fine move and I I think it's it's a subtle thing that's also kind of important in the story uh before we get to our super chat I just want to point out Joker voice said that uh, to his knowledge there's not weirwood trees in King's Landing there's actually yes, there are so like in, in in the god in the god's wood there's one weirwood tree because Sansa goes there all the time to pray mm -hmm. because oh that's uh, right the, yes. the, the guards aren't allowed to enter there uh so like there is yes, like one weirwood in the god's wood which is why it's the god's wood I um, have a question before we get to um super chats <laughs> but go ahead and finish are you done? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to go around and see if anybody has a team yet. Like, I think uh, the book nerds are like, we we know what team we're on, black or green. But I, Alex, where are you at? I was on Rhaenyra's side um, for the majority of this season so far. But with recent events and how this episode is playing out, I'm kind of leaning more towards Allison. Okay. Because I think she has... Um, better morals, I suppose. Um, okay. She's more she's more in line with um, uh, like a morally correct character. Uh, I, I could be wrong. That's just my gut feeling right now. Like I was early on, I was like, "Oh, Rhaenyra is cool. She's riding dragons. She's doing fun things. You know, she's shaking things up." But you no, know, like she's becoming more and more of like kind of a dick in these shows. More, <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's yeah. already there. Yeah, and uh, so I'm kind of like I'm not I'm not so hot on Rhaenyra so so much. I kind of like. Um, Alicent and I feel like that that 
boss move where she walks in in the green dress. That kind of so I was like, oh, I'm kind of team green. Like it was freaking. Mm -hmm. It felt really good to like see her kind of like make her stand and have that moment. And I would have loved it even more if it was actually set up properly and it was like done really well. And maybe maybe she had had even told some of her bannermen and they all kind of had like some kind of a green sash or something that they could have showed just to show like there's people on this side of the aisle who are team green and they're showing it. They're showing the queen's support by having like a green sash on or something yeah. over their over their outfit. I'm like that would have been so cool to just have like the establishing shot of the wedding reception and have like a whole side of the room be like all kind of bathed in green while she walks down the aisle. Well, I, well, I, I, I think the next episode is the green and black episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kadish, uh, what team are you? Well, so uh, I am team. Larry Strong. I'm Team Chaos Ladder. <laughs> I, 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 I don't like either the Targaryens or the High Towers. Um, I, I want to see like the the little finger guy kind of come in and start uh, poking holes in everyone. Uh, I knew you would thing. have a contrary opinion. Yeah, yeah. Charles. <laughs> um, I, I I kind of I'm feeling kind of the way Alex is feeling, where it's like you want to side with the Targaryens, but like first off, Rhaenyra is such a little brat and an idiot, you know, just the way she's handled these relationships. And you can see Allison's side of the equation. Yes, her dad has manipulated her from like day one, even just as far back as Jaehaerys, the conciliator. But he's right, though. Like, given how much she's lied about to her, given how much she's like all of a sudden pushed her away the moment she was announced as her daddy's new wife, how can she, she can't trust her. You know, and Otto, power hungry as he is, he's not wrong when it comes to your kids. Are you really going to bet on Rhaenyra's mercy? Like, I think that, you know, and also, you know, it is interesting because when I read it, I was more like more team black, even though Rhaenyra is still an asshole in the book, too. But it's just like I'm kind of leaning green, leaning green more so, to be honest with you. Okay. so. Um, did, you, real quick. did you answer your own question? What's that? I didn't. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I felt similarly. Like I wanted, I wanted to root for Rhaenyra, um, but because I have seen the future, it uh, <laughs> that makes her dead to me. And I'm Teen Green from there on. Oh, okay. All right. So we'll, we'll talk about there. Oh, okay. All right. So we'll, we'll talk about this. Real, real quick, we we kind of passed over an important scene, which is where the king's brother drops some big Damon energy with Lord Royce, <laughs> who confronts him about murdering his cousin. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. uh, and da- Damon's like, oh, by the way, like I, I'm still her husband, so everything she owns passes to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pay up. <laughs> and the the look on that dude's face when he realizes, like, he didn't even think about her inheritance, and he's just yeah. like, wait, you inherit everything? Mm-hmm. God. He, yeah. turned, he turned the he turned the color of milk of the poppy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but but that that's also a very like like kingly move. Um, oh yeah. Like very shrewd. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on some yeah. of this stuff. All right, we're ready for super chats. We've got one super chat from Fluffy Panda for five dollars. Thank you so much. Very generous. You are Thank here you for every the salt week. Money. And I think I think you uh, drop us a super chat every episode that we do this. So thank you so much for your continued support. Really. And also it. a great point. And also, (laughs) here's some salt money. Funny, the worst episode of this season will be 100 times better written than the best episode of Rings of Yawning. (laughs) I haven't, I've only watched like maybe 10, 15 minutes of the first episode of Rings of Power because my wife started watching it and she was like, you want to watch it with me? And I was like, "Ah, 
kind of know, but well, I mean, whatever. Um, and I've I've heard nothing good. And the, like Charles, I think it was before we started recording, but Charles brought up a good point. They were like, usually the access media, you know, these websites will kind of guard these shows from criticism. Forbes came out. Forbes, the shill of all shill rags, came out and was like, "This show is not good, guys. <laughs> the show sucks." Yeah, and I read that and I was like, "Oh my god, Forbes is going after them? That's horrible." When Forbes yeah. is coming after you, entertainment-wise, like saying your show sucks, like that's yeah. something you can't ignore. That it's one thing if it's like a CBR or like Cinema Blend or whatever, but if it's like a Forbes, like yeah. that, that's seen by people in that industry. So it's like, well, yeah. well, Forbes is basically owned by Disney, and so you know Disney was like, "Hey, go, go tell everyone the Amazon show <laughs> shut sucks." <laughs> no, but they've said they've gone after Disney stuff too. That's the thing when Disney's kind of done something, they've done when they do that, just like, oh, okay. Yeah, you know? I, I, like I've never seen Forbes go after people that way. Um, most of the time, mm -hmm. they're like talking about they're talking about toxic fandom and stuff like that. Yeah, like, oh, don't listen to these toxic fans; they don't know what they're talking about. This because, show's great. yeah, because Forbes but, uh, is actually read by the stakeholders, like the major stakeholders. So that's why it's important. Yeah. So we and actually spent... have a, a big question that needs to be answered before we uh, leave. Okay, Dennis is right. the hottest queen. Yes. Uh, in this show, me. ask me yeah. next episode. <laughs> ask me next episode. <laughs> like early on, I was thinking maybe Rhaenyra, but um, this uh, Allison is coming up in the ranks, man. That that boss move where she walked out in that green dress, I was like, oh, mm -hmm. the queen has arrived. <laughs> Queen's so landing. I, I, yeah, I think Allison. That, that's a, it's she's a cool. I'm gonna character. go with Daenerys. <laughs> Daenerys Targaryen in chaos. Yeah. Yeah. She's, my, She's queen. my queen. I don't want it. <laughs> don't, don't want it. Don't want it. What was uh? What was the king? What was Rob Stark's wife's name? Oh yeah. Uh, She's uh, the hottest queen. Name. So oh. depending on who we're talking about, are we talking about show? No, yeah. no, yeah. Rob Stark. Oh yeah, no, the TV show. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um. God, what's her name? She. They made G her from Jean Westerling. No, no, no. That's no. in the show. That's in the books. That's in the books. It was something with an M, wasn't it? It was. I want. I keep wanting to say Missaria, but that's in this no, no, show. No, no, no. no She's from Belantis. I remember that. She's from yeah. one of yeah. the free cities. Whatever. So you guys all know who I'm talking about. Yeah. She was the hottest. Let's call you know Una Una Chaplin. That's the actress. Yeah. The, and she was gorgeous. Like that. That her her character. Like how Allison. beautiful she was in the show. Like right. during the red wedding. That's I was devastated. I think I Joker like, voice has has the winning. Comment. Yeah, Joker, Marjorie you're Tyrell. right. Marjorie Tyrell. <laughs> you know what? It was Talisa. He's right. That's right. Je Jedi Jedi of Chicago's right. It was Talisa. That was her name. Talisa. Okay. Talisa. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's gorgeous. She's technically a queen, right? Because she married the King of the North. Yeah. Yep. King yeah. in the North. Mm -hmm. Technically. King in the North. All right, guys, that's it for the show today. Thank you all for being here. I think we hey, topped out at like 36, 37 people. So thank you guys all so much for joining us today. Don't forget to tune in. So can this show redeem itself? This episode was not great. We'll see <laughs> what they do with the 10-year time jump. Uh, we will be here next week, Monday, 9.30 a.m. Uh, I think the guests on the show might be a little different. We're going to get some new people. So, Charles, you'll yeah. be here, but I think Kadish and Judah are, are traveling, correct? Oh, correct. Yeah. Okay. But, but Vader will be back. A time, yeah, a time, time jump. jump. Yeah, Yeah, we're, we're going to be replaced by different actors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be cool. Hey, I'm just going to say be... the same because I'm ageless. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mine will be an old crone with some red hair. Mostly okay. white, though. Okay. All right. Mine, mine will be a George Lucas impersonator. <laughs> All 
All right, perfect. Thank you guys for being here all so much. Uh, Jude, you got anything going on this week? Do you want to shout out before we leave? Uh, I don't. Uh, I'm okay. just preparing for our trip, and um, like I'm doing, I'm doing a live directed session later, but it's really Ooh. nothing that um, people are going to want to know about. Okay. <laughs> all right. Where can they find you if they're looking for you on the socials? Uh, you can find me at I am Jude Juju on Instagram and on TikTok. All right on. Matthew Kadish, take it away. So uh, we're going to be having another Salty Saturday, uh, this time without me. So Matt Bader is going to be hosting this Saturday, which is always an adventure because he's not <laughs> very good at it uh, by his own admission, uh, but we love him. So uh, we're going to be talking about the Rings of Power. And Charles, if you want to jump in on that one uh, on Saturday, uh, you're more than welcome to. It means you're going to have to watch it again, though. Yeah, yeah you're going to have to get caught up. Watch uh, so we're, we're going to be talking about, yeah. We're going to be talking about the new episode of Rings of Power on Saturday. And uh, real quick, I, I want to see uh, what we got scheduled for this week in terms of like the actual Salty Nerd channel. We got Total Recall Week. Mm. So it's going to be the original Schwarzenegger Total Recall and the remake of 2012 with, uh, with uh, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Yeah, so like uh, we got that coming out, and of course our, our C coverage continues uh, this yep. week as well, and we're uh, we're having a lot of fun talking about that show. So uh, <laughs> I cannot wait to talk to you guys about this newest episode. Yeah, so it's going to be fun. So that's what we got going on on the Salty Nerd. Right on. All right, Charles, take it away, sir. Say your, say your um, goodbyes, and where can you, people find you? You can find me on the Instagram C C E K E K E on the Insta. Um, and you can also find me on Amazon where, um, I recently had an audiobook release for the seventh book in my Pantheon saga series, nice. age of villains. All right. Nice. So if you want good, good fantasy sci-fi, go to his website, check it out. All right, everybody. Thank you guys so much for being here. Really appreciate it. See you guys next week. Stay salty.